This is Victoria of TheUnleashedHeart.com, and you're listening to Grieving Voices, a podcast for hurting hearts who desire to be heard, or anyone who wants to learn how to better support loved ones experiencing loss. As a 30-plus year griever and advanced grief recovery method specialist, I know how badly the conversation around grief needs to change. Through this podcast, I aim to educate grievers and non-grievers alike, spread hope, and inspire compassion toward those hurting. Lastly, by providing my heart with ears and this platform, grievers have the opportunity to share their wisdom and stories of loss and resiliency. How about we talk about grief like we talk about the weather? Let's get started. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Grieving Voices. This is episode 81, Takeaways and Reflections, The Energy of Grief, where I'll be talking about episode 79 with Corshell Smith and episode 80 with David Richman. And I'm titling this one The Energy of Grief because it came up during my conversation with Corshell. Uh, she had lost her infant full-term baby and really tragically, it, it could have been prevented. Uh, I suggest listening to that if you've experienced child loss at full term um, or any infant loss for that matter, miscarriage or what have you, because we get into a lot about um, her faith and how she navigated that loss, which took her several years to find her way out of. And she said, you can't get out of those low vibrational feelings by yourself. You have to have something to connect to, to really pull yourself out. And I often find with grievers, and even myself, um, we often find our purpose through our pain, or we look for a purpose in our pain. And if we have a really difficult time finding it, maybe we didn't really know what our purpose was before our loss occurred, uh, we look to create meaning or find meaning within that pain. And Chriselle found herself creating meaning from that loss of her daughter by reflecting on what it was that served her the most and helped her to really confront the pain of that loss and make it through the really difficult days. And that's where um, her organization, because of Brecklin, uh, was born uh, in creating teddy bears for grieving mothers or fathers who find themselves leaving with empty arms from the hospital. One of the things that Corshell shared that helped her in her grief was a medium reading. And I know everyone has their own beliefs around mediums, but I think if a medium, a skillful medium, can help you connect to the energy and the consciousness of your loved one, they can bring messages to you that may be very healing. And Corshell did find healing in that session with the medium. And also in Reiki, in energy healing, so much so that she became a Reiki master. And so I think it's being open to other avenues or other means of healing that 
you know, you just may not have considered before. And if you take anything from this episode, it's to maybe challenge those beliefs and ask yourself, you know, what do I have to lose? If it doesn't help you or you don't feel like you connect to that um, source of healing, then that's okay. Uh, But you tried, right? And I think that's a part of grief that so many miss is that you just sit and wallow in the tears. But And there's a time for that. Don't get me wrong. There is an absolute time for that. But if you truly want to feel better and you want to and you do want to heal those parts of you that just feel so stuck emotionally, it's healthy to consider all of your options and maybe try a few. And you never know, it might end up changing your life. Uh, Reiki changed Corchelle's life for the better. The medium experience changed her life for the better. I can personally attest to, you know, the grief recovery method changed my life for the better, as did Reiki, um, several different healing modalities that I've experienced myself, sound healing, chakra healing, just so many different means of creative expression for healing that people bring to the world to be of service. And I think in grief, um, it does require a level of openness to be able to receive that healing. But again, I mean, you have to be ready to receive. If you're not, it's not going to do harm. But it can be an experience that truly does change your life. Sometimes, too, what changes your life is your own awareness around your own energy and waking up and asking yourself a better question. And that is exactly what happened with my guest, David Richmond, in episode 80. He asked himself, who do you want to be? Who do I want to be? And the answer to that was not who he was living up to be, right, in his life. Um, I think so many of us have a measuring stick of our lives and where we would hope to be a year from now. And that year comes and passes and we look back and wish would have done this, that, or the other thing. And, and those feelings create grief in our lives feelings of regret and remorse and and you know it could even impact our self-confidence and all areas of our lives and so when we are reactive to life rather than intentional we put ourselves in risk of grief of self-sabotage and so many of us find ourselves doing things because we have to. And we always think so often that the best days are behind us. And um, I've been there. I, I too have been there. And that's what I loved so much about my conversation with David is he was really open to sharing tips and things that he learned um, to navigate those grief experiences that so many of us often don't talk about in our day-to-day conversations. We tend to have these surface-level conversations with even people that we've known for years. 
But if we just asked each other maybe some deeper questions, we would learn, we would get deeper answers from people and really get a better understanding of those with whom we keep company. And I think too, by having those conversations with each other, it kind of diffuses those grief-causing feelings that we may have about our own lives. David had said, keep moving, because if you don't keep moving, you get caught up in the story. And that, I think, in conversation, if we apply that not just to the physical aspect of our lives, but also the emotional and the communicative part of who we are, the connective, the, the parts of us that really desire connection with people— if we can keep those relationships moving. And how do we do that? Well, with deeper connection. And how do we do that? Well, with deeper questions. I think it dispels these, maybe these myths that we have about ourselves, these feelings that we take in as truth for ourselves. But when others are in our company, they know they're not true. But us personally, we can't see the label from inside the jar. And so it's beneficial to have these deep conversations with others because you see yourself, you know, what you share is reflected back to you by that other person with whom you're having this, you know, deep conversation with. And I think that's what so many of us are craving now is is deeper conversation and deeper connection. But we can't get there if we just maintain this surface level stuff if we don't really dig into the energy of grief with each other. I think too that's why people are so afraid to ask someone if they're struggling like just coming out and ask you know have you thought about harming yourself because the answer to that can be very terrifying for the person asking because what are you going to do and I would suggest that you do have a plan If you're going to ask someone that question, but even just asking that question can feel like such a relief to that person because you're not going to put anything in their head that they already haven't thought about by asking that question. Um, And in fact, like I said, I, I feel like it would disarm, it would kind of help them bring the armor down and maybe connect more deeply with you, the person leaning in and having the conversation that you may be afraid to have. And there is an aspect of that that requires you to be vulnerable, of course. But by being vulnerable first, you give the other permission to do do the same. And so there were some tips that David had give, given during our conversation. And I, I do highly recommend you listen to those. One of my favorites, but one thing he said was accountability. It's like a scoreboard. I read some time ago, there are people who feel more accountable to themselves, and then there are people who feel more accountable to others. Actually, I think that might have been during David's episode. So again, I suggest you listen to that so you can hear that bit of it. But find someone who believes in you. That was one of his another one of his tips. You know, it's the positive emotion that lingers. And I think if we have those people around us that help keep us accountable, that aren't afraid to ask the deeper questions, that believe in you, that is what people can latch on to who may be struggling. That might give them hope. Really, it's about balance in the energy because if we have so much of this low vibrational stuff going up, going on inside of us, it creates physical symptoms. It creates, it manifests as emotional outbursts. And, you know, we might revert to behaviors or look to something else 
to make us feel better when really maybe a deep connection with someone would be the antidote for that. So I hope you found something useful in today's episode, something that you can maybe implement in your life, listening to David's episode number 80 and 79 with Corshell and take something from what they share and something from this episode and um, maybe walk away today and ask someone a deep question and give them your time and attention to hear the deep answer. And um, remember, when you unleash your heart, you unleash your life. Much love. From my heart to yours, thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it, because sharing is caring. And until next time, give and share compassion by being a heart with ears. And if you're hurting, know that what you're feeling is normal and natural. Much love, my friend. Thank you.